Charlie, I want to start the podcast today by saying Despacito. <laughs> oh my God, that song is everywhere, Corey. It is everywhere. Everywhere. It broke some records, right? It did. Um, according to Billboard, it is tied for the second longest leading Hot 100, number one of all time, and Cardi B tops top 10. But we're going to get into We're going to get into later. that, but first we have an exciting show. But... We are a little sad. Yolanda's still on vacation, you guys. No, Yolanda's not on vacation. Yolanda's in the motherland. Okay. Let's be clear. Living her best life with her family. With her family. Which I love. She took everybody. Yolanda is from Johannesburg, Joburg. Okay. Okay, so she's in South Africa right now. But she did not take us. She did not take us. I'm a little <laughs> upset. And I'm I living through her IG because I saw that she's watching South African reality shows. Yes. And she's um she's doing all these cultural experiences and tours and museums. I'm like, girl. Can you say I could have fit in her bag? I'm convinced. Exactly. <laughs> With the right maneuvering, I could have. <laughs> Yolanda, please take us next time. I have yet to travel to uh, to Africa, any part of Africa, and I just feel oh. I don't feel whole. You know what I mean? That's on my bucket list. But we'll I have to with. tell you my experience when I first went to Ghana. It wasn't great. I know my people. You told I me know. this. I know. I, oh, I, I did tell you that. <laughs> I, I did tell like, you. Corey, no. But shout out to Ghana. I love you know some of my my, my best friends are Ghanaians. So I think we stop. And like me, yes. Mm. Okay. Um, but yes, who was on the show? <laughs> <laughs> this week, Marlon Wayans and Essence Atkins. Yes. They are both in this great new sitcom, which is hilarious. Called Marlon. Marlon. And it premiered last night. And I saw it on the plane, actually. I mean, I saw it before, but then it was on the plane. I love when uh, I was on an American coming from Miami and they were. Um, they came through with the TVs? They came through with the TVs. <laughs> That's always Although a good I was a little flight. mad I didn't have it on the back of my seat, so I had to collectively watch it. You know, I, Girl, on Alaska Airlines, they give you tablets. What? Yes. You want a tablet? Do you want a tablet? And at first I was like, oh, that's convenient. But it's not because you have to hold it. True. Sorry, Alaska Airlines, but I'm calling you out. Like a tablet and one lady's died. So she was like, I need a new charge. <laughs> and it started my movie over. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Lot. So you watch Marlon on the plane, girl. So I watch Marlon on the plane. So that's great. So we're going to have a great conversation with them. So stay tuned for that. But first, I want to remind everyone to continue giving us the Twitter and social media love that you're doing. We yes. are totally here for it. Yes, yes. Girl Pack Podcast. Hashtag Yes, Girl Podcast. Please, we see you. And don't forget on Apple Podcasts to leave us, leave us reviews, rate us. Um, tell us what you want. Tell us what you don't want. Mm-hmm. Um, we are listening. We, we are, are. We are. We are here with open hearts. Yes, and we just really appreciate the conversation, ladies. So we want to hear from you. So stop what you're doing. Go do that, and then come back. But I do want to give a shout out to the folks who are listening and have have tweeted us. Mm-hmm. God is Rivera. She said, I needed this episode of Yes Girl Podcast with bad, Badass Bows so badly this week. Her words were so inspiring. Thanks, Corey Murray and Essence. So thank you, Goddess Rivera. Love it. T, I'm sorry, at Mademoiselle T said, bringing on Yes Girl Podcast because it's, uh, I'm sorry, binging on Yes Girl Podcast because it's everything. Yes. Thank you, boo. Okay. Ashley Dior Thomas said, Yes Girl Podcast is like that inspirational push you need during the work week to hold you over until that Sunday message. Well, we are happy to hold down your commutes, ladies. We That's what we are here for. Shant- Just Me Chantel said, The funniest thing is when guests don't realize that they can curse on Yes Girl Podcast. First Hallie, <laughs> now Tyra. I know. I feel like that's kind of becoming our thing by accident. Like We're like, come on, girls. Give it wrong. Yeah. Like, give it to us. And last one is from Jasmine Lawson. And her tweet is Jasmine be knowing. Uh, yes, yes, girl podcast. I don't know if Issa and Lauren should be together. Some relationship goes. Uh, I mean, some relationships are for a season. It might not be love. Mm. So they listen to us. They're they talking win. to yes, us. And Corey, are. how can they find us on Twitter? What's your handle? Mine is at Corey Murray. And I'm at Man Wife Dog. Just so y'all know, you know, my family of three. Yes. At Man Wife Dog. So shout out to And Yolanda is at Yolizama. Y-O-L-I-Z-A-M-A. And use hashtag Yes Girl Podcast. But let's going to back it. to what Jasmine was saying about, you know, Issa and Lawrence. Let's get into what we've been. The trials and tribulations of Insecure. Insecure this past <laughs> weekend. So it was, the show was in a little hot water on Twitter, we'll say, because I don't think that was really a thing, a huge thing. But because people were concerned that there weren't enough uh, condom. Yeah. Being used in the show. There's a lot of sex in the show. You know, the backstroke heard around the world, everyone. On the team, Lawrence. Lawrence got his threesome on. Okay, that this week was a threesome, and we keep seeing a lot of sex, a lot of you know, oral and beyond, and we don't see a lot of condom rappers. But you know what, Corey Murray, I don't care. I think we're. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I think we're grown ups. Yeah, I really don't think that matters. 
Well, I'm also looking I feel at, bad saying that, but then I don't because you know how to be safe, y'all. Yeah. And I'm also, I'm looking at it from an entertainment editor perspective in that it's a 22-minute show. There's mm-hmm. a, that's, you know, to have an mm-hmm. extra scene or an extra couple of seconds to open the condom and all that stuff. It's like, it's a scripted show. We get it. Right. You know, you're pulling it apart. Right. Um, and also, I kind of feel that these guys, well, I shouldn't say that because that's not true. I was going to say, and we know that these are an educate. these, this group of friends talks about everything. They do. So I f- find it hard to believe that safe sex wouldn't be a part of the conversation or them wanting to protect themselves to the best of their ability wouldn't be something that they um, are taking lightly. Right. And if they didn't use a condom, I feel like Issa would turn that moment that we've all maybe experienced or know someone who has where you freak out because that happened and she would turn it into an episode or a moment between her and her girlfriends. And she did clap back a little on Twitter. So classy. Issa was like, actually, I think it was like a screenshot of like Lawrence after the the threesome scene or something. And you could see there was a if you zoom in, there was a condom wrapper on the table. So she's basically like, I'm being a little artistic about it, guys, but they are there and we will do a better job um, next season. But I I don't feel that you have to, Issa. I think it's understood that these ladies are smart. They're experimenting, but they're smart. Yes. Um, and that threesome conversation, I mean, that swinging conversation. Can we talk about that for like five seconds? Go please? ahead. Oh, this is how I feel. I'm just going to say Is it, it swinging or just a threesome? Open relationships. So the couples oh, are swingers. Oh, with um, oh, sorry. Molly and Yes, Dro. we're okay, Molly and, okay, and, yes. and is it Dro or Dre? Dro. Dro, I think. Okay, well, okay, we'll correct we'll us Twitter. Sorry. If my good, good girlfriend's man, yes, I'm going to say my good, good girlfriend's man told me, oh, yeah, she's out of town, but guess what? We're in an open marriage now, and you're just telling me and she's out of town. One, I'm going to need verification from her, verbal, before we even talk any further. And two, it can't be you guys. Like, if I'm single and I'm into that, it can't be my best friend and her husband. That is too close to home, yeah. in my opinion. Not saying I would do it, but I was like, what? Yeah, the timing was off for me. Is like she's you know, out of town. She's out of town, and now, like to your point, like now you tell me, right? Yeah, no, and I'm and you're right. I'm not doing it with my friends. He might be lying too. Yes, Imagine I, that I, I saw a lie. That's all. Okay. I saw. Imagine she's like, oh yeah, girl, I slept with your husband because he told me I don't. But she was like, he did what? Yeah, <laughs> like that would be like the end of a friendship. Yeah, someone's going to jail. No, okay, but anyway, <laughs> Insecure had everybody's jaws on the ground last week, per usual. Um, how many episodes are left this season, Corey? Oh, my God. So I think this has been the fourth. So probably three or five. Can I tell you, can I be real selfish for one second? So because of the HBO hacking that's going on. So, you know, as editors, we get access to shows ahead of time. But now they've cut us off because of the fucking hackers. So fuck you, hackers. I know. Because after I watch it, I can't watch it. I I have to watch it like with everybody else. And I'm feeling a way about it. And I know that sounds (laughs) selfish. And I know y'all like, bitch. (laughs) But you know what? But still, we tried to have a viewing party last week on Friday, which Mm -hmm. is what we do like in the office just staff yeah you know get together so we can be prepared to cover it y'all don't judge us and it was like denied denied no access and everybody was like popcorn in hands (laughs) like what is happening so the life of an editor right that's that's our letdown but anyway Corey, so much happened this week that was good so do you want to start with the good the bad the ugly because is let's just go with the good i'm in a good space because we'll we'll get to that we'll get trump and mm, we'll close on that yeah yeah go ahead so mc like i married (gasps) And Essence.com had the exclusive. That's right. You saw her wedding photos first on Essence.com. MC Light married a man that she met online. Corey? What? Yes. And I feel like a lot of people didn't know that. So that was like, shout out to online dating. And for those of you who tried it and hated it and don't consider trying it again, MC Light says you should. And her life story is going well. But yeah, she got married in Jamaica. She married a Marine Corps veteran. His name is John Weish. I think that's how you say it. Wish, wish. Okay. Okay. But she is glowing. She is she happy. She is glowing. Those pictures are gorgeous. Gorgeous. She is living her best bride life, and they just look so in love, and we are so happy for them. You know what I love about it also is, you know, MC Light's a you know, woman of a certain age. I was going to say, and she's like 47, I think. And she's found or love. one. Okay, please don't let it be one and I No, seven. she's not 41, no. Cause okay, okay. So she's, she's like, I think she's so, like yeah. 47, and exactly. And she found, she's a first-time bride. At 47, happy as can be, and will tell anyone she was just open to something new. And a funny story, she told Essence, Corey, when she logged on to the dating app and, mm-hmm. like, put up her profile and everything, a guy reached, like, you know, she connected with this guy, and he was like, eh, this ain't MC Light. Like, he didn't, he thought she was catfishing him. So they just had this great conversation, everything was vibing, but he thought, for sure, this is not really MC Light. 
And it was. So it also goes to show that there could be, you know, everybody's on there. Damn. Can you imagine? He thought he was getting catfish and she showed up. She was like, yeah. You know what I get? Like, I, I love I'm to, I mean, a side note, a little around the world a bit. So I love to watch House Sons International. And there's so many of those couples, they meet online. Yeah. They're like, oh, such and such. It was late in life and did it. And I'm like, I really got to, you know. And Tinder might be, Tinder it. might be booty call zone. But I, I tell people all the time, I've heard great stories about Christian Mingle, especially if you have, you want a faith-based relationship. They'll even, on Christian Mingle, girl, they'll even let you decide how much, put in how much church you go to. Like, are you a every church, every Sunday girl or holiday oh, wow. Easter kind of girl? They'll let you do that. And there's, ma- I think MC Lightner hasn't met a match. So come on, you guys. Like, don't let Tinder ruin it for you. Just all right, what else happened wonderful this week, Corey? Well, I'll be honest. I have become slightly obsessed with Cardi B. <laughs> I will admit I was not, you know, I've never watched Love & Hip Hop. I used to watch Love & Hip Hop Atlanta, so I've never really watched Love & Hip Hop New York because it was just getting ridiculous. But Bodak Yellow is my shit, just like everybody else. I'm sitting here nodding along. I cannot deny Bodak Yellow. I'm now watching, I, just coming down here, I was watching Cardi B's funniest uh, video moments in the last, like, <laughs> you know month or something she's so great but i love cardi b shout out cardi b um and bodak yellow we were discussing the song of the summer right now um there's another process i mean another podcast i love called still processing and jenna and wesley morris are debating the song of the summer and they are debating if it's going to be bodak yellow despacito or wild thoughts Ooh, that's tricky. I don't know. Wild Thoughts, I just can play that song over and over. It's something about it. It just belongs on repeat. Mm-hmm. But when Bodak Yellow comes on, I could be in the car. I could be in the grocery store. I could be <laughs> in the club. I could be at work. I'm like, hey. So that's how you, you know. Mad at me. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blood, whatever. And But I do have to ask, what does Bodak Yellow mean? So according to Cardi B. Yes. She quote, and this is from Billboard. Uh, I named it Bodak Yellow because the flow of a song will remind you of a song that Kodak Black did called No Flocking. During a session on Instagram Live, Black dished out high praise to the 24-year-old artist saying, I ain't going to lie at first. That, well, this is Kodak Kodak Black in reference to um, Cardi B. Okay getting inspiration from his song. So he was he even said, I'm not gonna lie, at first I don't really, I didn't really like Cardi B, but then I heard that Bodak Yellow and I really liked the song. So So the song title is a tribute to his reference to her. Yes. But then I've also I listened to an episode of her with Ebro and he asked her, like, what is Cardi? And she was like, Well I'm a yellow bone. I'm a yellow bone. So I don't know what that means. Okay. Yeah. But well, I, I'm I still, still like it. I'm still here for the song. <laughs> but my song is and Despacito. Because you know what made it? My daughter, Jillian. Jillian was like, why is that song everywhere? Everywhere. Like she knows it. And like during bath time, I let her listen to music and she pulls it up on her little um, Aww. on her little Jilly uh, playlist. Aww, so she has a Jilly playlist? She has a Jilly playlist. Shout okay. out Kids Bop. Shout out Kids Bop. <laughs> I mean, it's everywhere. It, it really is. is. I don't know. Yeah. I, it would have to be between that and Wild Thoughts for me. Mm-hmm. I do love Bodak Yellow, but I need, I don't know. I don't, you know what? They're all amazing. They are. And speaking of hits, Drake. Thank you. I didn't even know this. So, Champagne Poppy. Okay. Drake was the greatest of all time on the low this whole time, and half of us didn't even know. Are mm-hmm. y'all ready for this? So, he spent a record 431 straight weeks with one or more songs on the singles chart. Before this week, for eight years straight, Drake had a song on the Billboard Hot 100 single chart. That didn't end until this week. That did not end until this week. I What? I didn't I know this. I sign this because I realize, like, when I go through my, first of all, real talk. So my um, playlist for this year is called Summer 16 plus one because I still love how Drake would always drop, like, a Summer 16, some, you know, oh, whatever. his cute. song. So, and I'm like, it's my... You know, I don't love Drake like I think like Issa Rae loves Drake and how, you know, remember she said Issa, yes. in every episode of Insecure, there's a, a he Drake reference. Us, yes. yes. <laughs> but um, but I realized like I have a lot of Drake. Yeah, I have, I have a Drake lot. song on every playlist on my he Spotify. He makes a great, I don't care. I don't care. He makes the greatest music. I don't care. Yeah. No, no. I, I love it. These are facts. It. These are so, facts. No. These are facts. But the fact that it's been eight years straight, eight years straight. What? I, I mean, I didn't even know anyone was counting, but yeah. I guess Billboard is and guess always what? counting. He likes Cardi B. He he brought her out to out the OVO. Yeah, Cardi's OVO's? having a moment. Yeah, she deserves what she's having. Shout you out to it. you, Cardi. But yeah, shout out to Drake because you were breaking records we didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eight years, I'm stuck on that. Lord. But I do love a Drake song. Yes. Why do I feel like sometimes like when I'm around my husband and I say that he's like, mm. but I'm proud. Like I'm like, yeah, Drake, and he's like, the men aren't here for Drake. Is that a thing? They just hating. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> they're just hating. It's kind of like what Marlon Wayne said. They just hating. Men be hating. They just okay, because I'm like, I'm here for uh, Drake makes jams. He does the kind you just crank on up, and girls love it. So you okay. keep doing it, Drake, and he understands us. Like no, <laughs> let's just get to this bullshit that happened. But um, before we do, Niecy Nash is on the cover. Niecy Nash is on snatched. the cover, looking snatched. Claws had that great scene in the finale. Man, I can't. You know my wait. love for Nisi. I know runs so deep. It is. <laughs> Nisi, it started I love with you. So you seriously, real talk. Shout out to Charlie Penn. She was like, "Yo, when y'all gonna put Nisi Nash on the cover, Corey?" She is goals to me. She is great. She is funny. She overcomes, and she consistently works. She does. One time, I on like on TV Guide, she was in like eight things yeah. on eight different channels. Yeah, that's like a Nisi. You can turn on TV on the weekend and catch Nisi. Clean House was my take off your blindfold and open your eyes with that flower in her hair. I loved Clean House, and I loved Nisi. So I'm so proud. No, great. But let's get to what happened at the White House yesterday. All right, let me just let me take my joy away. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, no, no. I mean, it's happening. It it happened. Charlottesville. Um, as you guys all know, there was a clash. Um, protesting. Uh, people were protesting over the weekend. Over the weekend, the removal of a Robert E. Lee statue in in, in Charlottesville, Virginia. So the White nationalists, supremacists, neo-Nazis, whatever you fucking want to call them, mm-hmm. the hate groups. All of those guys. They came out with their tiki torches. And what khakis. And polo shirts. Looking just like our president when he plays golf. Continue. And then, of course, you had uh, folks there to support the removal mm-hmm. of this statue. Because what these statues represent is a time when this country was divided. Right. And the fact that you want to keep that celebrate... You want to continue Keep a memory celebrate of it, if a, a memory of it. Yeah. It's like no, because that country that the Confederate Jim she Crow supported slavery. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's why shout out to April Rain for starting to know Confederate hashtag. Yeah, because it's like this is our life that we continue to live. Absolutely. So, so the counter protesters showed up. Things were tense, yes. but not violent from what I can see no. on their side. Mm-hmm. And uh, an insane, hateful, evil man yeah. drove his car through a group of people at full speed. Yep. Will hit and crash into two other cars. And a woman lost her life and over two dozen people were injured. And he is still apparently yet to call her, call her family. The president hasn't called her family, right? But shouted out the fact that they wrote him a, a letter praising him for his response, which I need to see to believe because I don't. I just can't even understand how anyone, I mean, he tried to, he barely, it took him like 48 hours to say anything. Mm-hmm. And when he did, he said there was violence on both sides. Then he tried to take it back on Monday with the statement and then doubled down on Tuesday when he went rogue at this press conference, which ended, by the way, with him shouting out his fucking winery in Charlottesville. Charlottesville which is a lie that it's the largest in the country. You, the <sighs> fact that he even said, like, I like to know the facts. You don't fucking like to know the facts. I didn't. I never thought that I would, in this day and age, see uh, the leader of the free world just chilling and rubbing elbows with KKK and racists and getting retweeted and thanked by the by them on Twitter. Like the leaders of these this, these horrible hate movements are thanking the president of the United States for his words. Yep. And he's basically co-signing it by saying, you know, I see both sides. Both sides are to blame. Like, what are you doing? You just gave them a pass. You know? I just don't even know, Corey. I mean, I, I have to tell you, I'm just I'm trying to lift myself up in prayer and the country because we have to pray. This man has power. That's true. And nuclear codes. Yeah. And I don't even what the fuck is happening with North Korea and that bullshit. He's I doing. mean, he's just yeah. a fucking mess. And here's the thing: I'm gonna keep it so real with you. My father did not vote for Trump, mm-hmm. but when Trump won, he wasn't nearly as mad as the rest of us. And we were like, "What are you talking about? Like, we're so angry." And he was like, "Look." He's a businessman. I'm curious to see. He's saying he wants to run America like a business. I'm curious to see what that looks like. I didn't vote for him, but now that he's here, I want to see what it looks like if someone were to run America like a smart business and not, you know, not based on politics. Only now he's like, whoops, because that's not what he's doing. He's not doing it. That was his platform, but now that little corner of his whole campaign, which was like, yes, hate. Now he's up there and he's high on power, a boy with his toys, and he's like, everyone's going to worship me. And he's becoming a dictator yes. right before our eyes. Yeah. And that's a fucking problem. That is a major problem. And I'm proud of everyone because we're speaking out. We are everything that's happening. We are sharing it. We and are shout out angry. to all of the journalists that are in those press conferences that are calling him to task. Every time. Every la- 
outlet everybody. Simone, I see you doing the circuits, making sure that you are making sure our voices are heard. Simone Sanders, like mm-hmm. I, she is fighting the good fight on CNN. And it's not easy. She was just interrupted this week by a Republican senator who told her to shut up. Like, interrupting each other isn't what we do on these talking head shows. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. But anyway. But something, so coming from last night, all that bullshit, and, you know, watching, I love to watch Jesus and Miro. I'm missing Trevor Noah right now. I guess he's on hiatus. I know he must be on vacation. Yeah. Please come back and do this. But something that brought me hope this morning was a quote that the New York Times had, and it's their quotation of the day, actually. And the quote is, it's from Hanai Ali, 35. He's an accountant from Sudan who was just sworn in as an American citizen on Tuesday in Manhattan. His quote is, after all, it's not what the president thinks or says. America is bigger than that and greater than that. And something about that quote really struck me because I was like, you know what? We are not the only country in this world to have a fucked up president. Mm-hmm. Or, or to be led by someone who wants to be a dictator yes. or who is. But our country is better than that. Mm-hmm. Our country, Amer- America is the land of the free, the home of the brave. And we've got, and, and I know we built this country on the backs of slaves, but we are a great nation. And hopefully we're going to ride out whatever this time is we have with him as long as he's his presidency and get back to what is at our core. Um, yeah. And he so. can define our laws, but he can't define who we are. No. I, no. I mean, I guess we all just have to keep keep fighting the good fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've mm-hmm. been fighting for centuries. Yes. I mean, yes. this ain't nothing yes. new for us. Black and we win. And, and you we, know, um, we have to do it. Yeah. But we we hurt with you. This week was hard. This week was hard. Um, it was really hard, which is why we needed to laugh. Yes. And, and that's why when Marlon Williams was like, hey, can I come by your podcast? We were like, Absolutely. hell motherfucking yes. Please. We need it. Have I mean, it was just sir. somber up in here. And yeah. we needed the laughter, the fact that he wants to, and he'll tell you about it, but the fact that he's trying to create more positive images of what's really happening in black families, like a blackish, mm-hmm. and trying to create that for us. And so we're going to talk about it. Yep. And his um his cute ass that's in the movie Naked on Netflix right now. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there, Marlon. How you doing? I kept a professional yesterday, but how you doing? Mm. <laughs> All right, let's get into and this. And I love his answer to that. Let's do it. Hey, Charlie. Hi, Corey Boo. We have a gentleman in the building. We do. Here at Yes Girl. Yeah. One of my faves. Yes. He's hilarious. He has so many receipts. So many. What's happening, girls? Hi, Marlon. I'm Hi, good. How you doing? Welcome. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Girls. <laughs> my daughter says that all day. Yes. Really? With all the A's and all the S's. Yeah, she got all white school, so she don't know. Yes. I'm like, you need to hang some sisters. Because <laughs> you know, we say Audition yes, you some black friends, girl. <laughs> welcome to Yes, girl. How welcome, welcome. Thank you. Good I feel like here. I know you personally because I just watched Naked. <laughs> You mean really, really personally? <laughs> really, really personally. personally. Yeah, I feel weird now. People look at me weird. Yeah. I feel I feel naked now. I didn't think about the after effects <laughs> of doing this uh, this movie. It takes yeah. a lot. Sure. There you go. There it you takes. Go. Cool. I mean, to do any scene. I like didn't that, think about all that. It's just did you brave? But I have to know. I mean, for women, we do this. But did you have to get? Did you want to get your body right? Did you want to? I wow. mean, you were already kind of a you know nice cut dude, but no, I I. I I, you know, I don't just walk around like cut. I, I, I was like, okay, I'm gonna be naked, so let me let me get my body in the best shape I possibly can in these next five weeks, and then I work out all the way throughout. But I just want my body. I don't want it to be extra cut. I don't want that to be. I want to be lean enough and funny enough to where it's not distracting for the dudes and not ex- distracting for the girls. I want girls to be like, he's funny. But, oh, he got a nice body. I don't want them going, he got a nice body. And sometimes he'd be funny. Gotcha. And I didn't want the dudes to be like, I got to see this dude ass. <laughs> you know, his old nice ass for the next, you know, hour and a half. He, you know, you know, brothers don't like when you two cut. Because if guys think you could bang that girl, mm-hmm. they ain't going to laugh as easy. At all. That's true. So if, if at all. I give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, I don't want to be fly. I just want to be funny. I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to take your girl. That's yours, man. I just want to make y'all laugh. You don't laugh. want that energy you know? in the club, right, when you're performing? You don't want that energy of the dude sitting there like. Yeah, because you get that, the hater like. You know what? I never thought about that, oh, but that's do. so real. Because if I'm like ooh and an eye, my husband's like, okay, well, can we watch Game of Thrones? My brother Sean gets that <laughs> a lot more than I do because Sean, you know, Sean's a little stockier. I just, I keep mine a little low key. I got crazy. That's why I keep my hair like that. They're like, why, why don't you just cut that? Because I don't want to be. I'm trying to be extra crispy. I'm, I just want to be 
<laughs> I want something off about me to where you have to search to go, yeah, there's something good looking about him. But I don't want to be like <laughs> the guys trying to look good, looking, trying to look good. I just want to. I don't know. I had no sneak idea there was so much strategy behind this. I love it. No, that's great. That's well, really, Naked's really on great. Netflix. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you so much. Y'all make sure you tune in if you haven't seen it. Um, all the fans out there, there's about 800 watching right now on Facebook. <laughs> Big shout out to 820 people on my Facebook fan page. Marlon Wayne's fan page. I'm on live right now at Yes Girl Essence. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I feel good. People, the, the response from people has been amazing. You know, critics... Mm-hmm. I don't know if critics are ever gonna love what I do. I, do you I, even care? I mean, because a lot care of artists don't. You have the respect. Because well, we love you. You know, I right. don't. I, it's not that I care. Sometimes I just want to know what they're thinking. I'm right. like, what? What would make you happy? It's too funny, or it's all oh, too romantic. It reminds me of Groundhog's Day. But we said that in the set. That was the point. Um, but you know, I, I mean, it, I always look at the fans and go, "Those are my critics." And when the fans don't like it. That's when I make my real adjustments, and uh, I just felt like, for me, I, I let go of parody because I had other things to accomplish and other things I wanted to do, other mm-hmm. sides of me I wanted to show, mm-hmm. and I wanted to mature past that and mature in the leading man, and I couldn't do it in, in parody. I just I, I needed something with some emotional substance because I could act. I don't know if I ever showcased that. But I can, I can literally, I can, I can act. I went to Fulmer High School. I, me and all my apps was classmates. I, I just know that. oh that's right New York is home for yeah. you yeah born and raised we went to LaGuardia High School I was raised that day on 16th Street and 9th Avenue y'all call it the the meatpacking district we call it the projects oh. um, so um, I, I was raised you know as an actor um, but I I love comedy because it's so hard to do to put a smile on somebody's face consistently for 90 minutes is one of the hardest things you ever do but now finding the mix and the blend I think you know. I'm finding my my, my my niche of what I can do, which is, you know, tell good stories and don't be afraid to be the leading man. But at the same time, you can still be incredibly hysterical and crazy as long as the situation allows you to be that way. You can get crazy, but it has to come from a grounded place. And so that's what I've learned. And um, um, same thing with my TV show, Marlon, uh, comes on August 16th on NBC. What's great about the show is it's a family sitcom about an uh, inappropriate divorced dad who's just trying to keep his family together in the midst of a divorce. And what you find is that the show is really funny. Mm-hmm. As the father, I'm crazy as hell. As the ex-boyfriend, I'm off the hook. But as the person, there's something very sweet about him. And you go, he's flawed, but he's sweet. And you get to have these moments where you peel away the layers of an onion and you go oh i i kind of get why he's that way but man and you root for their relationship that although they're broken up they get along yeah they get along great and you you go why ain't they together Mm. and that's the drama you want like it's like sam and diane from cheers will they get together or are they not gonna get together that relationship it's really is a romantic comedy in itself I was telling Charlie because I've watched like three episodes so far, and um, shout out to having it on the plane. I saw it on the plane as you well. You saw three on uh, the, uh, three. No, just one on the plane on American. I wish I got an extra check for that. <laughs> Do we get an extra check if they pay the airline? These are the right. Is there like an airline check? These are the right questions. I, I need to, but I was telling I need to call Charlie. White find out about this. Because <laughs> we were talking to Essence Atkins last week for the podcast, mm-hmm. and she. You know, she said for her it was a mirroring of her own life. But I was telling Charlie, watching it, I didn't realize your character is very vulnerable as well. Like, you are also heartbroken about the divorce, which is something you really don't see from a male perspective. Absolutely. So I appreciate. Right. Me too. Although, although it's funny, but. It, it looks is, like men are cool. Yes. Right, like over it. We just play cool better than y'all do. And we ain't <laughs> never over it. You know, when there's that one, you know, you keep a. A special place in your heart and even when they're angry if they ever go f that bing that's just a hurt boy that's mm. a hurt man and he's not really trying to really say that in anger but that's the only way he knows how to deal with his pain because when you're a child you fall down your parents say hey hey your dad hey come on man wipe those tears man wipe up. Those te- you don't just <laughs> let a little boy cry girls you could cry come here baby girl mm-hmm. men yeah. we're taught to you're mm-hmm. better than it stronger than it and so we don't really get to deal with our emotions and so what's great about the show is and for the most part i'm silly and that's the way i deal with my life i'm silly mm-hmm. but if you peel away the layers of the onion you understand why he's act, acting that way i'm masquerading something 
So how much I know the show is based on your life, but some of the scenarios that the, is each episode something that happened to you in your personal life or I would say 90 percent of them are something or some theme pulled from my life. Some of them ripped directly out of my life. Some of them are what if what would I react if that really happened? How would I react? Like what if? You know, right. my, my ex had this fine dude come through the door. <laughs> Shout out Boris Kojo for that cast. He I. <laughs> he I. Right. Shout six, out to Nicole. Nicole just because he's six, Nicole, seven with almond shaped eyes <laughs> and a perfectly shaped head <laughs> and not a crooked tooth in his mouth, it does not mean that he's fine. <laughs> my feet are bigger than his. My feet are bigger than his. Uh, <laughs> that's the hater. <laughs> Full time. <laughs> um, but it would be okay. what would my reaction be? Um, the hospital episode. I did an episode about my son gets sick and he goes to the hospital, and we have to spend a, week, a couple weeks in the hospital. Um, that's pulled from my life. Last summer, my son was in the hospital, and all I could think was, "What's funny about this?" Because as a father, my job, she's sitting there and just crying, mm-hmm. and my is a mess. And then my son starts getting nervous because they're nervous. So right. I'm like, hey, everything is good, man. Hey, come right. on. We're going to have a good time. And my son's depressed because he can't play basketball. And he's a baller. And I was just like, look, man, God did this. He yeah. said, why would God do this? I said, because God wanted me and you to hang out for these next, I don't care if it's a day. I don't care if it's two months. You know how much I work? You see how busy I am? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be great right now. What are you doing? I'm busy. What are you trying to do? Be great. I said, yeah, but God slowed you up, and he slowed me up. You at 14 years old, because you're about to be a man in three years, for me and you to have this moment that we can always go. Remember that time that we was in the hospital? And I said, let me tell you something. You are not going to be sad. Why? Because every day we're in here, it's going to be like a party. And so I went and got the Xbox. I bought him an Xbox. I loaded the games, which took me forever because I don't know how they load these games. I'm like, don't they have a cartridge? Right, that they're no more cartridges. No cartridges. No, no, no. What? You gotta no. download it off the internet and know my internet is slow. Uh-uh, I'm and showing then, my age because I did not know that. Oh, tr- 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 trust me, I I figured out how old I was when I had to do it. <laughs> and then, um, so I snuck in a big flat screen TV. I snuck in a um, DVD player. I watched um, old, old school Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy, and I introduced them to, you know, the kind of comedy I grew up on, yeah. Looney Tunes. And, you know, we had a blast. And his mom was like, this isn't a joke. You can't sneak that in here. And she went and told the nurse on me. I said, you going, I said, you hate her. You, you hate her. You going to tell the nurse on me? She said, I said, you can't do it. So I went and I talked to the nurse, and the nurse was like, it's okay. He can do it. And I bought everybody pizza, and Ange was so mad. Like, you going to let him do this? He's always charming people. You don't take things serious. And I said, you know what? This is an episode. And I went, and I, I started type, typing. I texted to my producing partner, uh, Chris Moynihan and Rick Alvarez on this. I said, this is this is an episode. So my life, I'm an open book. Um, I, I just, I want to, I'm doing a show called Marlin. Mm-hmm. For once in my life, I can express who I am, as flawed as I may be. I know that I have a great heart, and I, um, I mean well. But nobody's perfect. Yeah. And I read that you were and you were very intentional. This was a story that you wanted to tell. Yeah. Um, for black families and modern black families, that you know this idea of exes not hating each other, correctly co-parenting, happily yeah. co-parenting. I'm just curious. Are there what's next after this? I mean, and we're celebrating this moment, but what other stories would you do you hope to tell for the black family? Because you know you've always done that, and I know um, you'll continue to. I mean, exploring this is uh, exploring. I'm kind of exploring a trifecta here Mm -hmm. the evolution of a young black man and becoming a father Mm -hmm. learning how to navigate the waters of being a father which is to me one of the hardest jobs in the world and a lot of brothers run from it Mm -hmm. but you know i get sad for them when you you know like father day comes and fathers that aren't around and i see kids and and they wish their mom a happy father's day you know, I feel bad for the father because he's not understanding the joy that he is missing out on with his children. My children, granted, they're little booty holes right now because they're teenagers, <laughs> but they give me some of the best moments of my life, and I wouldn't do it any other way. And I love them to death, 
And I just don't understand how that's a form of self-hate. You not loving your children. That is the biggest form to me of self-hate. So get your stuff together. And there's no excuse your dad wasn't in your life. Well, so you're going to do exactly what he did to hurt you? You have to do better. Every generation, we got to do better. So the, the exploration of that, and my my character is always going to be purpose, you know, uh, about being a father. And even about having a good connection with the mother because just because you break up with somebody, it don't mean that you got to hate them. It just right. means that you Absolutely. didn't work. And you actually could have a better, stronger uh, version of love by not being together. Sometimes being crowded on top of each other, you don't really appreciate one another. Like now, I date my family. I'm in town. I love like, that. Yo, what y'all doing? Let's go eat. Right. Take you to the best restaurant. We go eat. Yo, tell them to dress up. Let's go. We go to plays. You know, uh, what you call it's coming over to Hamilton's coming to the West Coast. We going to see Hamilton. I take them to the theater. I've. I've date my family take the movies right i date my family so um that i think holding together uh the the family core because i think in black and and, and especially in our community you know families are broken and we don't have to be i watch a lot white people communicate better it's true it's true and, and i'm not trying to down us you know i i'm just a guy that believes in picking up the mirror mm -hmm. and not the magnifying glass because the mirror allows me to look at myself and go how do I be better how do I get better how do we get better and so we have to get better at our communication mm -hmm. communication doesn't always have to be anger right communication I learned they take a communications class principles of speech they teach you if you say hurtful things to somebody you cannot take those things back so think about what you say before you say those things because you words hurt more than knives do mm. well, you don't bleed as much but you know <laughs> you don't need stitches but they they will stay with you forever my mm -hmm. dad taught me that as a little boy and I, I i i learned that the power of learning not learning when to walk away mm -hmm. and go i'll see you tomorrow i love you i'll see you tomorrow you know there is no I ain't talking to her. there's no power in going I ain't talking to that mm -hmm. person that is not powerful especially when you have children power is going let me find the right way to approach this person right. communication coming together um, I don't I don't think we should have beef I grew up with a mother and father and I want every child to have that experience we well, have been to learn getting to speak the, with love yeah. sorry Corey to cut you off mm -hmm. but that's what I like to say like speaking with love it's an art an intentional art. Yeah. We've yep. been given a wrap up, so we have two more questions for you. Go for it. I love what you're saying about your family, and you're talking a lot about your immediate family, but you come from a very large, extended family. Yes. Shout out the Wayans. How important is that for how you live your life to keep your family together in what you do? Um, to me, uh, it's 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 a it's it's learning how to be a finger within a fist. Mm. Um. This journey I've been on for the past seven years as Marlon has been a lot of like ups and downs, a lot of lessons. I'm so happy I'm on this journey because I feel like I'm a stronger finger for the Fist of Wayans. I've learned a lot. I went out and ventured on my own. I could have been like, oh, I'm going to know what Keenan knows. Oh, if I wanted to, I'm going to learn from Damon. Mm -hmm. But I actually went out and learned my own trailblazing. And I go, oh, you took it that way, and I like that. But I went over here, and here's what I discovered. And now we can have intellectual conversations about all this and replot and figure out what we're going to do next. I hire my brother's kids on my set to mm -hmm. teach them. My daughter interns at my company. You know, okay. um, these jewels I pass on, uh, uh, they have no value. Um, so it's very important to me to continue our legacy. Um and you know, um, I, I but I I knew, and it it was like it wasn't even like, it was a purposeful thing. I gotta go do me. It's just the way it all worked out that I had to go do me. And it, it, God's a wonderful, beautiful being, and I'm so grateful to be able to listen to Him when He whispers, and just understand and have the foresight to know that there's a reason why everything happens, and I gotta look at it as a blessing. And I got to go and seek my, my greatest self and then, you know, keep the purpose of weigh-ins in my heart. But I'm glad I'm building Marlon because I want Marlon to mean just as much as weigh-ins. So now I fortified the entire name. So, you know, to me, it, it's, it, it's, it's always everything. I am always weigh-ins. Cool. And we know that you're ride or die for your female co-stars. Oh, yeah. 
Regina Absolutely. Hall, you guys, Essence. Essence Atkins. Is that important to you as well? I mean, I love them. You know, and I, you can ask Brisha. Brisha and uh, y'all chemistry on the show. Essence. You and Brisha's <laughs> chemistry on the show is really hilarious. Oh, because she's really funny, and she, you know, <laughs> I always she knows. I know what the script says, but you know I'm coming. <laughs> you know, you know I'm going, and she's like, I know, I know, and so she started hitting me back, and I was like, oh, okay. We're going to do this. And it's never, we don't, you know, ever take it personal. But, man, we have some of the f- most fun. We do stuff, like some of the stuff we cut because it was just, it's too wild. We got to continue with the story. But we just kept ripping on each other. It was so funny. It gives me the, like, Pam and Martin. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, yeah. I know that, but mm-hmm. it was, but I was like, oh, this is Because you're always be that good. hater yeah, best friend. Yeah, yeah. Every girl in a successful relationship well, got that hater friend that's like, <laughs> mm, he ain't no good for you. I ain't no good for her. I got two kids. I bought a beautiful home. How am I right. not, it's not good enough. for her? Mm, you girl, you need to be like me. You are lonely. <laughs> <laughs> always finding something to nobody say. loves always. you why are you stopping her from being loved so you know we we go back and forth and essence the same way you know i love them and essence has hard times because she's going through her yeah. divorce and you know i'm a motivator and and, and 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 i and i'm a lover i love when i love you i love you i take you under the wing i you know if you need advice i give you advice you know, Brisha will tell you, I'm always like, yo, get on stage. Mm-hmm. She's like, but I, I don't give me no buts. <laughs> I said, you have something great to achieve. And you can't achieve it by only looking at scripts. Yeah. You're limiting. You should be writing scripts. Mm-hmm. You are limiting where you can go. You can be a an entity. You can be one of the biggest comedic stars in the world. You know, so go be it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Essence, I told her on on uh, we was doing uh, haunted house. I said, if I man, I love the way you work. If I ever do a Cosby show, you're ever gonna be my Felicia Rashad. I'm like, and she is. And mm-hmm. you know, we have a ball. And I love them. Uh, I love them so much. The last episode, I, I cried because I just was like, what if I never get to hang out with all of them in this capacity? All these people that we put together, and I was blessed. And I was, it was, you know, a lot of it was. Tears of joy is to be able to go, wow, I shot 10 episodes. I don't know if this is going to go past this point, but I shot 10 episodes of a TV show called Marlon. What an accomplishment that I did. And I'm very proud of all 10 episodes. I think it's something... It's something special. I don't think it's on TV. Um, it's a different kind of TV family. I love Blackish, and I'm a, Anthony's my boy, and uh, I love that show, and I love what they do. I, I'm, I miss Carmichael. You know, I think there's enough room for all of us Absolutely. to have our own shows because we're all so different, yeah. and you never we're all snowflakes, and you ain't gonna find anyone alike. Exactly. They got their shows. Why can't we? And I don't think we should, as audience, choose one. No, I think we should support them all because when they're not picked up, you know, when they're on the bubble, if if, if Carl Michael's show was, if people tuned in like they should have because the quality of that show, that show would still be on the air. It's always a business decision. But then fans go, why they got rid of that? Mm. Man, man, I, I don't understand why they got rid of it. That's some old conspiracy. No, you got to watch the show. Support. Yeah. Because it's a business. Yeah. And if they don't have the numbers, then they don't get the ad sales and they don't get the revenue. So support your shows. Yeah, and we don't just have one story to tell. Exactly. exactly. We have many. Yep. Thank you for telling Thank your story, you. Mom. Absolutely. I, I love Marlon even more now. I do too. He's and a sweetheart. He, and can I tell you, he is really maturing nicely. He is getting his grown, grown, grown. Man yeah, on. like I'm like you know, he's 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 a handsome man. He's a pretty nice guy. Yes. You know what else is nice, Corey? Kind bars. Kind bars. My snack of choice when I'm starving at work and just need to, you know, we need to snack on something. And I let's crave have the reality. Every afternoon, after what two. we're doing, we are at our desk, and I know it's. I know they always say you need to go outside and have lunch, but sometimes oh, you just can't get that. there. Right. So yeah. I love that kind bars. I have my little sample snack that I keep right there at the desk, and I just whoop, put it in. It's handy. It's handy. If you've never tried one, you'll see them at your local grocery store. They're easy to find. You find them at coffee shops or the gym. Yep. 
And they are an, a great alternative to when you just can't get like a full meal. And you know what? When you eat it, you're going to get full. It's going to take that edge off before. Like sometimes I get so hungry that I'm like, I'm just going to eat a burger and fries. But I'm like, I take the kind bar, I eat it. And it just remind, it centers me because it reminds me, no, Corey, you've, you've, you've been satiated right now. You had some food. Chill. Now let's go back to the salad <laughs> that, you're gonna, that you were going to order, you know, at right. the top of the day. Don't be hangry. You but, won't be hangry with these kind bars. No, because I am definitely hangry. They make delicious, healthy snacks. They use whole ingredients. Um, and you can, whole ingredients you can recognize and pronounce, by the way. Because, yes. I mean, that's kind of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you can pick up a free sample box if you go to kindsnacks.com slash yesgirl. Because we are giving you a nice little discount. Because we love you. Yes. And also, you want to order them because, yes, you can get them at the coffee shop and the grocery store. But why not just get this sample box and you can keep it at your desk because that keeps you from because sometimes you just can't leave your work, your workstation or wherever you're doing. And they're right there. And believe me, you're going to love it because let me tell you what I love. I love that I dark am, chocolate nuts and sea sauce. Wait, I'm all about Madagascar vanilla almond. Anything okay. with chocolate in I'm here for. And they have lots of options of chocolate. I'm not big for on my caramel, chocoholics. but for some reason, salted caramel and dark chocolate nut. It's a moment. Yes. Mm-hmm. I got to try that one. I'm next on my kind bar queue. <laughs> they also, have award-winning chefs too, Corey, and nutritionists. So maybe that's why we love them so much. No, it is excellent. And I love them. And I'm going to keep eating them. So believe me, if you want to love it too, try kindsnacks.com slash yesgirl. It's just kindsnacks.com slash yesgirl. And we tried the 10 snack sample box. And we love it. And we want to thank Kind for sponsoring our podcast. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you help support this podcast. Thank you. Up next, Essence Atkins, who we love. Love. And you've loved for quite a while. Quite some time. Since Deliver Us from Eva. Yeah. That's my girl. Yeah. Let's do this. Yes. All right. Hi, I'm Corey Murray, and welcome to Yes Girl. And we are chatting with Essence Atkins. Essence in the essence. I love it. It's weird. I love it's it. weird. I, I spent two weeks at Essence Fest and I kept turning around every five seconds. And I really, wait, they're not talking to you. You're like, you were trending. Stop it. Yes, <laughs> I was trending a lot. I love when I trend. But I have to ask you, are you named for Essence Magazine? You know what? That's something that would really have to be asked uh, I'd have to ask my dad because my mom was convinced when she was pregnant with me in 1972. Um, yes, I don't mind saying how old I am. But shout out to 72 babies. What? What up? <laughs> Notice how they're thinner, they're thinner than us. Okay. <laughs> Can yeah. you pay attention? Oh, oh my God. I'm girl. I was like, oh, there's something that happened in 72. Like, okay, everybody's magical. Yeah, magical. Yeah, magical. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, the water was good. Um, no, but so. My mom was pregnant with me and she was convinced she was having a boy. Like she wouldn't even think of girls' names. My dad was like, but what if it's, you know, a girl? And my mom was like, my baby, my body, I know. And so my dad came up with Essence and and my mom said, ooh, why? And the story that I've been told my whole life is because my dad said, if it is a girl, she'll be the essence of everything that's good and beautiful in you. Okay, I love that. Which is a beautiful story. They broke up shortly thereafter. But it's a beautiful story to carry you through your broken childhood. Yes. (laughs) And And in the moment they created you, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. the, the, The center. I guess so. I mean, you know, the stories I've been told is they met in a disco. Like, it's so 70s. (laughs) They were probably high. I don't know. They were young and high. But, yeah, so I don't know. He may have gotten it from the magazine because the magazine existed for a year before I was born. So... Oh, true. And you're from New York. I am from New York. And And it was new. It was new. And Essence was here. So, okay. It's very possible. Nice. We're going to take that. I I love it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But you're in town. You're promoting. You have a new show, Marlon. Marlon. I love it. NBC. Marlon Wayne's. Um, Yeah, we are premiering on August 16th on NBC at 9 and 9.30 after America's Got Talent, Mm -hmm. um, the live results show. So we have, like, a wonderful, like, here you go. Wow. (laughs) Y'all run. (laughs) Get it. Um, We got a great boost um, from the network, so we're really excited about that. But what I, you know, what I love is I love him, and, and I love this story, and this story is extracted from his real life. Okay. So Marlon himself is, the, the show is about a newly divorced couple co-parenting, um, and Marlon himself 
it does co-parent with his ex and they were together for a really long time and now they're like kind of strangely close but at the same time you know there's all these kind of things you have to work out when you don't live in the same house and you have kids and you parent in very different ways and Marlon is Marlon whether Marlon we're talking about the Marlon on the TV show or the real Marlon they're both inappropriate <laughs> so you know that's and you know you have to deal with that and God love her Angela's been dealing with that for 17 years and now I'm dealing with it fictitiously for the same amount of time um, so yeah so that's what the show's about it's about family but it's just it's a modern take you know we're not Claire and Cliff mm-hmm. we are two people who were together and we made it work for as long as we could and now, now we got to figure it out under a different circumstance. And now I've know in in the August issue of Essence Magazine you talk about this how this storyline mirrors your own life. Man, when I tell you I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> this is weird. What's happening? Yeah. What's happening because the script came to me. My my agent was really excited because I'd worked with Marlon a few times before yeah. and we have such a lovely rapport and they were like he's doing a TV show and we have the script and we want you to read it and tell us what you think and I read it and I was like what? Because no one knew. It was so early. It was so early. No one had any idea that I had filed for a divorce. So Mm -hmm. they just sent it to me and I I read it and I just, my response back was just tell Marlon and Rick, um, Rick Alvarez, his partner, producing partner, I said, just tell them they can't cast anybody until they at least sit down and talk to me. And so uh, that wasn't necessary. They actually brought me in for a chemistry read And Chris Moynihan, our showrunner, said Marlon was late and there were other actresses there because NBC had the final say-so as to who got the job. And Chris Moynihan said that when we were doing our chemistry read, we got mic'd. And he was late. He's always late. He's late on the show always. And so we were (laughs) kind of, I was antagonizing him and we were catching up and we were miking each other and I was fixing his clothes and we were talking about the scene and we were rehearsing. and And Chris just said, just watching the two of you, just candidly, not in the scene, but he said the energy between, he goes, I believed that you guys were a couple. I believed that you loved each other. I believed that there was 17 years of history between you. He's like, if I could have given you the job right then and there as I was watching you two interact with each other, he goes, I would have. You, you know, it's funny, you, inter- interesting you mentioned that. I was reading a piece today about uh, actors and how the chemistry that they have to create. And it's like they have to find something that they genuinely like about the person, although yeah. they go home to separate people and lives, but they have to find something and tap into that each time yeah. that they work together. Y- you know, it's weird because people will say, she acting, you know, she just <laughs> acting. She don't really feel that way or whatever. She just crying. And, and the thing is, is like, I am not, I'm not a machine. I can't push a button and just cry. Like if for me to have real emotion in a scene, whether it's passion or whatever, I got to tap into something and it has to tap into something real because there are techniques that people utilize, acting techniques, where it really becomes about like you kind of access past memories and you use that to kind of, that doesn't work for me. It makes me too much in my head. I'm like, wait, wait, is it 1978 or is it 2007? Like what's happening right now? I get too disjointed. There's, there becomes this like kind of um, caveat between reality and me trying to capture something that happened way back here and apply it here. Like, it doesn't work for me. I really have to surrender to the imaginary circumstances. I really have to surrender to the connection of this moment, understanding all the variables in place and what the character's going through. It, it's, it's, I love it so much, you guys. Aww. I feel like a scientist. I feel like a mad scientist creating Frankenstein, and you guys are all watching me, like, go, oh, well, how would Ashley feel about this? And why did she do that? And, da, 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 da. and I remember a time when, and yeah, there's kind of like, and when my crazy cousin does this, it looks like that. So, you know, you just kind of of you walk around life and you're just soaking things up you're just watching people constantly and like picking up on body language and you'll see like some people will say oh yeah we're really we're really close and their body language is all this way and they're like oh she's awesome and you're like your crotch is nowhere facing her and you pay attention you go if someone's crotch is away from you like that and you're supposed to like each other that's I don't trust you especially male female dynamics is like I don't trust you at all. If I'm covered and turned away like this, I don't trust you at all. I'm not giving you any access. Mm-mm. It's probably like the shoulder Ooh. and the crotch. Did you ever have somebody look at like, you know, like the shoulder <laughs> yeah. is like your defense line too. And like hair, giving... hair is yeah. hair is sexuality. Oh. Really, hair is yeah, hair is your sex. 
So like if you're getting, oh, like if I'm flipping my hair your way or. Yes. Like, oh. Yes. Yeah. So there's, there's things like you, you Gym. pick up all Girl. of these, you walk around <laughs> the earth and you kind of like, you Google things and you like hope the FBI isn't watching. And you're like, well, <laughs> they're going to think I'm some sort of crazy stalker, weird, like, you know, you just don't know what the impression of what it looks like. Cause you just, you randomly go, oh, but what if this were a, a part of the story, the backstory and you just create, it's so fun. So, so wait, you're saying hair, if I, if. If you're sitting, if you're watching two people, like if I can, if I couldn't see, if I can hear the conversation, but I can watch it, that's always, that's oh, the best test. Like if you want to know the difference, be able to identify great acting, turn the sound off. Mm. If you feel something without hearing what it is they're saying, it's great acting. Because okay. you, you don't, you don't need to hear the dialogue. You and you can kind of like create your own story. If you get sucked in and you're like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll know because there's just universal things that we as human beings do that we're not even aware that we're doing. So a lot of times, right, if someone is flirting, you know, and there's a date going on, the girl will be like, hmm, yeah. How do you flirt with short hair? What about extensions? (laughs) (laughs) So many questions. So many questions. Do I do this? I don't know. I don't know. That's a lot. Wait, do that again, Courtney? Yes. That's probably what you're doing. That's what I'm doing. You're probably like, you're probably like, you're probably like, like, you see this crown right here? That's probably what you're doing. Okay, now oh I'm my god, now I'm like, I went to touch my back, but I was like, oh, it's gone. My hair is gone. But I feel like that works oh, too so with you. girlfriends. Like, yes. you know, like, you oh, know how, like, we talk with our body language too. Like, look how close we are together. Mm-hmm. Girls. You know, yeah. like, we said, like, you have a moment and, like, the way you, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. you nurture each other with all that. But yeah. And that's one of the things that I felt, I was really kind of aware of it at Essence Fest. Like, mm-hmm. people, everybody was hugging, whether they knew I each other that. or not. And yeah. I love it. And I was like, and I, I, I hosted the Black 365 Awards that McDonald's does every year. And, and I said at the luncheon, I said, you know, one of the things that I love about being here is that it feels like a family reunion. It yes. really feels like we all somehow belong here mm-hmm. and that we're all here kind of with the same intention and purpose and design to like have a great time and celebrate black women and excellence and music. It's just, it, it's such an incredible gathering to have the largest, you know, kind of, um, collection of African-American women in one place every year and it just be so incredible. And it starts on the plane. It sure does start on the plane. You get on the plane plane and it's like, uh, yes it is. You don't have to know anything. (laughs) Well, now we have a new reference, Girls Trip. Girls Trip. Girls Trip. Did you see it? Of course. Of course I saw it. Of course. Who do you, who are your, who's your sister circle? We, I feel like we know some of them, like Gabby and different people, but who's like your. But I also want to know who in Girls Trip do you identify with? Oh, that's good too. Okay. So somebody asked me this today and I was like, well, I'm definitely like the organized part of me is definitely more Regina's character, okay. right? Ryan. And, you know, mm-hmm. cause I'm not as like uptight as Jada with all the like, ah, oh, I can't. Um, <laughs> Guatemalan skin. Right, oh, yeah, God. but. <laughs> that was really cute. I would say like when I'm really relaxed and I'm really comfortable, you know. Dina. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. Totally. We all the gotta Dina. have a little Dina. Dina. Yes. I, but I feel yeah. that way, you know, it's funny. Watching the movie now, again, 72 Babies, you know, yeah. I remember when we saw Waiting to Exhale. Yeah. And I remember feeling like I understood all of those women, mm-hmm. all of those mm-hmm. points. A little bit of all of that. Oh, yeah, you know, I understood Angela and her indignance and, and how she had stood by and her anger. And I understood, you know, kind of Whitney just wanting to be chosen so badly. Like, just just choose me. Even though this is a foul situation, just choose me. And her mom like, what are you doing? You deserve better. You know, and just... Just like the way that, um, the way that uh, Leela was just so kind of empty, mm-hmm. you know, or felt empty without a man, and then she discovers like I don't, I I can do You're this, and I am myself. enough yeah. by myself, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. And Loretta, oh my God, like Loretta's swag and the way that she was like uh-huh. good and felt good, and I was like, oh, I want some of that, you know. I, in my twenties, I didn't know that really about myself. I didn't, I didn't have that kind of possession of myself where I understood my power and my femininity. So, you know, I feel like this is the same thing for the next generation and also for us, again, to remind us, like, you're dope. Yeah. Right? You're dope. Absolutely. Yeah. And the way we love each other is mm-hmm. dope. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's nice to see that on the big screen. Love each other. You know, other, how other, unique our friendships are. Save our each other. Yeah. 
save each other. So and we can to turn answer, up together, right? So right. to answer your question, when you talk about like my my sister circle, mm-hmm. yes, you do know some of them, and then there are others like my my son's godmother is AJ Johnson, um, you know, who is a life coach and and also you know we know her as an has the best well. abs in yeah, okay. yeah in but I mean I gotta California. give it up for a house party. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. House party is real. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then I have my really good friend, Christiana Carmine, who's just become a really dear friend. And then I've got Calais Stewart, who's also on an NBA show called Midnight Texas that I love. And Melinda Williams, oh, that's my peeps. Okay. Nicole, Ari Parker. She, you know, it's amazing because I, especially now, like my girlfriends have just lifted me and they've held me it's like you know I feel like sometimes Noah when he was trying to hold up the staff and like he got tired and you know the boys rallied around him because they're like the the battle is won when your staff is up but you're tired so we're gonna hold you up like that is so my circle I'm so grateful I don't even know there aren't enough words for me to capture the gratitude I have for for black women for women in general holding me down Mm -hmm. life life life-saving yeah. Especially through a divorce. Like, let's be real. That's not easy. No, it's not easy. I don't know anybody who who, who can walk around and act like it's easy. I'm like, are you dead inside? Yeah. yeah. Even if it's, even if it's, no, seriously, even yeah. if it's amicable, even if you both come to the conclusion, you go, you know what, I want a divorce. And the other person goes, I want a divorce too. Like, even yeah. if that's a situation, it's still, when you have a, a, a baby, when you have a child together, it's still because they don't understand what's happening. You know, yeah. my son still doesn't understand what's happening and he doesn't understand why. And honestly, you know, to have him live in, in the not being able to explain him it, it to him really, because it does no good anyway. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, we don't need to get into the minutia of why we're here. What I need you to help, to help you understand is that we're here. We love you. This is not your fault. And we're not going anywhere. Yeah. We're working as a team. Mm-hmm. We have separate stadiums now, yeah. but we're still we still all wear the same jersey. Like yeah. this is still a team, and we're still a family. And that's what the show's about. That's mm-hmm. what Marlon's about. So I'm excited that you know, kismet, God, universe, however, whatever your thing is. I'm a Christian, so I'm gonna say Jesus. <laughs> but you know, whatever your thing is, I'm so grateful that everything has aligned where like I'm going through this thing but I'm healing through it and talking about it in a really healthy constructive loving funny really funny way I saw the uh episode um I kind of watched them out of order but the surprise one uh it was your birthday oh yes (laughs) that's right I forgot yes okay yes (laughs) so uh essence as character ashley is turning 40 yes and marlon is always surprising her just out of the worst possible way and she hates them and but you talk it but it gets misconstrued but she decides to have a a breast implant breast Mm -hmm. yeah breast i'm thinking about getting breast uh, breast augmentation up the surgery. Get a little lift. Yeah, a little, a little yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, you know, I had kids, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, no. no. And, and and we get into this huge fight. First of all, we get into a fight because he's not listening to what I want. Yeah. So you see like, oh, Problem this is why one. it didn't work because you don't listen to her. And this is, this is years of like miscommunication. But you also like see like, you don't get to tell me what to do anymore. Like, yeah. you're not my husband. You're my baby daddy. And yes, that has importance. But this, this is, this don't have my nothing daddy. to do with you no more. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? So it, it's a really fun, that was a really fun episode. And, and they're all like that. It's yeah. real stuff that you go through, real challenges, real question marks that you have after you consciously uncouple. Yeah. And then you have to raise these babies together. Because one thing it took away from was the fact she was turning 40. And it was, seemed like a really real moment. And is that you have to now date at 40. You mm. lost your best friend. Well, you didn't lose your best friend, but it was right. this whole thing. So it just, even though it was a comedy, it just, in that one scene, I was like, <gasps> I know how it feels. I know how it feels. <laughs> and yeah. that, and that, that's the hope that I think, and I think the success of the show will be, you know, because of that. Because you're going to laugh your ass off, and then at the same time, you're going to be like, <gasps> um, authentically, I know what that is, or I know somebody who knows what that is. Like, you know, that stuff is real. Like, Mm -hmm. trying to enter the dating world or even opening yourself up in this day and age, you know, after, especially for me, like, not, you know, the last time I went on a date with somebody that wasn't my ex-husband was 2007. Like, it's a a whole whole new world. Yeah, It's a whole new world, the way that people date and court and 
and talk to each other. Um, so it's it's really like finding your sea legs again. And it's not the most pleasant thing. I don't recommend it. Like I would never tell it. Don't come to me and be like, girl, I'm so sick of him. Shouldn't I just leave him? <laughs> don't come don't to me. Don't do be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you to your mom. I'm going to send you to a prayer. I'm going to send you to a counselor. I'm going to be like, can you just <laughs> make, sure. make sure that you know that this is what you want to do? Because it's, it's hard. It's super, super painful. Super painful. As they say, in these streets. You know, in these, dating woo. in these streets. Yeah. I can't yeah. In these streets. You and I well, are rusty. Get, yeah, and like she's saying, like when, remember you, when you've been, it's been a while, but you know, I, I know. get it, because yeah. we were even talking about that earlier. It's like that fear, too, like, you know, to go through a divorce and to say, okay, you're entering the unknown. Yeah. It's just a lot, it shows a lot of strength. Listen, I've already confessed this today, so I'll confess it with you guys. Every plane ride since I've since I've separated from my ex, every plane ride, I cry. There's always a moment at some point on the plane where I go, there's nobody waiting for me. Mm. Wow. There's nobody except AJ. She'll be like, did you, girl, did you make the plane? Okay. I'm like, I'm good. See, that's what I'm saying. My girlfriend, she'll be like, you didn't text me when you got home. I was worried. I'm like, okay. But but like in terms of being a part of a family and a unit and like you take that for granted and there's a moment on every plane ride where I'm just like, I can't believe it. <laughs> oh, well, let, we have to end on a happy note. Yes. Well, tell us, you're 40 and fabulous. 45. 45. Uh-huh. That's, yes. that's right. 45. <laughs> I'm sorry. The care about 45. That's true. That's true. But yeah, I hope I, I look like you two when I get 45. Oh, you got to. You got to. So how do you turn up? What do you do when you realize, like, I am the shit. I am, like... Oh, I am you know popping. What? I'm in process. I'm still oh, in process. Okay. Like I'm still discovering. I've, I've, it, I will say this though. I've never felt more beautiful. I've never felt wiser. I've never felt more competent and comfortable in my own skin um, and empowered. So it's that being in this time and kind of you know having the phoenix rise again. Um, and also just the relationship I have with my son, that's been such an incredible blessing because I didn't necessarily know how competent I was until there was no one else there to take the, to help me shoulder the responsibility. So now when it's just he and I, I'm like, oh, he'll ask me something and I'll give him an answer. And then I'll be like, wow, that was pretty wise. That was pretty good. All right. You're not a complete idiot. Or, you know, like you're not going to screw him up for life. At least you didn't in that moment. That's good. So I have those kind of recognitions of my capacity and it's really empowering and I love that but in terms of like you know just feeling like my full my full regalness I'm in process okay. I'm gonna be honest I'm in process it's full coming regalness That's I love true. that it's coming it's coming girls trip 2018 let's go okay. let's do it <laughs> yeah, let's go <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So thank, you. thank you for having you. me. Thank you I for really coming. appreciate your support. Thank you, ladies. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks to our guests, Marlon Wayans and Essence Atkins. If you enjoyed these conversations, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of Yes, yes Girl. Girl, such as our conversations with Angela Rye, Bozeman St. John, and Remy Mom Papoose. You can find these on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review while you're there. Please tell us what you think. Use hashtag YesGirlPodcast. We are listening. We are reading. We are loving what you're saying about us. And thanks to the folks at Digital Media for their production work. And thanks, of course, to our sponsor, Kind Bars. We'll We'll see see you next week. week.